This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun. And that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Hey, girl, what's the word? This episode is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code FURY at checkout. A better web starts with your website, so start one now with squarespace.com. The offer code is FURY, F-U-R-Y. Check them out, give them a shout, and let's start the show. You. Bitch, you better sing. I love uh, it. I am Bobby Brown from Two Can Play That Game. Okay. And I am Felicia Rashad. And this is the read. From, you know, just... Everything. <laughs> the, Everything right with the world. The greatest of all time. Just I just want... Felicia Rashad is one of the the few celebrities that are on my hug list. Yes. Like, I just want to rest my weary head upon Felicia Rashad. Felicia <laughs> For Sheila, <laughs> Felicia Rashad's bosom, yes, um, as well as you know Loretta Devine and mm-hmm. many other women that I've Jennifer Lewis mm-hmm. people that I look up to and admire, and I just feel like probably cook really good soul food and have great advice. Yes, I just love her. I feel like she's just perfect and would be like so mothering and like nurturing and like really help you out when you are going through some shit but then also be like you're kind of like not being shit right now and you need to get out of my face like don't talk to me until you get your life together so there it is in my i'm just putting that out in the atmosphere i'd like to maybe jennifer lewis will will do it you know since we had her on the show yes once and she was so nice maybe she'll be you know, an auntie to me that yes. once a year because she don't play that. <laughs> like, don't call my motherfucking phone with your bullshit. Right. But like, once in a blue moon, I can call her and she can give me some good advice and cuss me out at the same time. For about three minutes. And she's going to be like, you need to get off my phone. I get off of my goddamn device. Running up my minutes and I don't. You have to go. All right. Amen. All right. So this week. Mm-hmm. Our Black Excellence segment is extremely special because we have a guest. And this is actually our first guest that is also our Black Excellence feature. And it is Reagan Gomez, actor, writer, <laughs> producer, live tweeter. Yes. Mama. Mama, all of the above. Powerful black woman. Filmmaker. All, all of that. these things. So do you Thanks mind if I mention? Oh, of course. Thank you, actually, for coming on. Like, I actually follow... We both follow you. Yeah. And, like, we obviously know you, Azaria, from The Parenthood and, you know, The Cleveland Show and stuff like that. Um, But you just are one of my favorite tweeters because you be live tweeting all the same shows I watch and funny. So... Thank you. And getting people together. But the reason that you're... (laughs) The reason you're black excellence is um, because you have... A web series called Almost Home. Yeah. You have two seasons of that show that you, you know, created and produced and all that stuff yourself. Yeah. And also have an upcoming series called Surviving the Dead. Oh, yes. A sci-fi series starring and created by black folk. Yes. That's right. That's right. And you did all this stuff independently. I know that you, you know, use crowdfunding and stuff to, to help, you know, 
to facilitate all of that stuff. So talk to us a bit about like Almost Home, maybe people who aren't familiar with it. I've watched and I think it's fantastic. Thank you. But like talk to us about that and, you know, the the future project. Yes. Well, as you guys know, I've been in the business for a long time. Um, the Parenthood, we started filming The Parenthood in 94. So technically this year, it'll be 20 years since I've been in the business. Oh, wow. Congrats. Um, yeah. So I went from being a teenager to a young woman to an adult woman. And being in the business and being a black actress in the business, going through working a lot and not working in the highs and lows of the business, I realized actually a long time ago that the roles for black women are very few and far between. And there are so many amazing amazing black actresses out there and so many times we are like fighting for that one special role that comes around every five years or whatever so mm-hmm. you know I just started writing and I started writing the characters and the stories that I wish I could audition for as a black actress and as far as Almost Home goes Almost Home was our first web series y'all can subscribe to my YouTube Reagan Gomez <laughs> on YouTube we'll put all the links in the description so okay, you can go get them. Nice, but Almost Home um, was our first uh, web series. We I put up half of the money myself, and then we went on Indiegogo, and we raised the rest um, by ourselves, and people were so supportive, um, and people were supportive before we even had pictures of the show, before we even had a cast attached, before we had anything, but they just believed in what I was talking about, and we raised damn near $14,000 um, for the first season on wow. Indiegogo, and that was strict, strictly from me just posting on Twitter, like, can y'all donate? Can y'all donate? Can y'all donate? And and it worked. And season one was amazing. See, Almost Home is about um, a brother and sister, Lisa and Dewan. And Dewan is played by my brother-in-law in in real life, um, who was a singer. We leave Chicago after the death of our mother, and we move to L.A. And um, uh, my character is involved in the fashion business, and my brother on the show, Dewan, he wants to be a singer, and he's a singer in real life. So the show is really about family and and how families stick together even after a tragedy and there's so many shows out there about sisters and I have a brother and I haven't really seen a lot of black shows about a brother and sister and what they do so I really wanted to focus on that um and the show is bomb. The show is <laughs> bomb. And it's it's my real life family is in the show because uh, my family is very musical. Like my husband is a producer in real life. He plays my my bae on the show. My sister-in-law <laughs> is a female MC. She plays queen on the show. Like so. And I have a bunch of my um, actor friends on the show. Season one, like Jackie Long. And season mm-hmm. two, we, season one and two, we have Wesley Jonathan and Cynthia McWilliams from Husbands of Hollywood joins us for season two. And she is actually the star of our new web series, which we are crowdfunding right now, called Surviving the Dead. She is the star. She's going to be the star of that show. And Surviving the Dead is, kid, you know I love The Walking Dead. Yes, girl. Uh, yes. I'm, I'm even into The Strain, and I heard I missed the um, season premiere of Z Nation, so I got to get into that. But I just love those shows. And I feel like when I'm on Twitter... I see so many black people tweeting about these shows and even like Game of Thrones, which is not necessarily mm-hmm. yeah. but these genres that we love and we support and we spend money on and we watch. But we are rarely uh, represented in these shows like Michonne is just she was I don't know if she was an accident, but the way <laughs> they have her is just so amazing. I'm like, well, shit, why don't they have? 
ca- characters like her on every damn show. Right. But it's, it's like she's special. And that's why we love The Walking Dead, too, because they have a very diverse cast. And it's not like that on a lot of sci-fi shows or even films, and especially when it comes to black women. That's why I think that show is so special, because Michonne is such a kick-ass character, and you just do not see black women kicking ass like that in sci-fi. You just don't. So I decided to create my own web series, and being that I have somewhat of a platform whatever like i think it's up to, to you know to people like me and people with an even bigger platform to create these roles and create these opportunities because truth be told whoever your favorite black actress is she's still having an audition whoever you unless you denzel or even holly berry a holly berry she's not she's not where she's supposed to be either she's not julia roberts and that's no shade but we're just not being given the opportunities and right. that's real So if you have a bigger, way bigger platform than me, you should really be on the same page. And that's real creating opportunities. And that's where that's where I'm at. I agree. So can you give us just a little tiny? I mean, I know because I read. But yeah, no, I read up on it. Premise about the show. Yes. Surviving the day because I think it's really interesting. It looks interesting. Yeah, I was look. I'm like, I'm excited for this. This shit is going to be bomb. So, <laughs> our main, okay, our main character's name is Shayla. She is a doctor and she's at work when all these sick people start coming into the hospital sick. And everybody's like, we don't know what's going on. We think it's a flu or whatever. So, more and more people start coming in. So, at the end of her day, she drives home and on her way home, she starts seeing like these infected people walking around, right? And she winds up getting into a car accident. And when she wakes up, the city is totally evacuated. And she has a younger sister. So she and her younger sister flee the city. And soon they find out that their father, who is a scientist and used to work for the government, may have had something to do with this flu. And he's been kidnapped. So the two of them have to leave the city. They have to stay away from this virus and these infected people. They have to find their father. And they find out that the government is hunting both of them and want both of them dead. And they have no idea why. So that's kind of what the show is about. And the thing I love about this show is Shayla, our main character, is kick-ass. And her younger sister, Lucy, who is 12, she's kick-ass, too. And you have never, ever seen a teenage black girl kicking ass in sci-fi. And that's really what I'm excited about. Because we can play these roles. We can play these roles. Absolutely. No one, there's just, you don't have people giving the roles to people of color, specifically black women. Like, you know, so I think this is a perfect black excellence for us. Um, Like I said, we're going to put the links in the description so you can go and check out Almost Home both seasons and you can donate to Surviving the Dead. Yes. Our goal is $8,500. So I have half of the money saved already because I'm a hustler. I've been saving this money. So so we just need the other half, which is $8,500. We're at like 34% right now. So we're moving along. We have like 29 days left, but we need all the help we can get. $5. $2, $100. We have donation perks, which includes Skype. Yes, I do Skype. I've been before. Phone calls, autograph scripts, um, storyboard art, which I'm really excited about that we didn't have with any of the other web series. We have storyboard art for the show. So, yeah. Hustling. 
I'm not it. mad at all. Yes, it looks so good. I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the project. So anytime black women are doing some new shit and breaking down barriers and kind of putting us in a place where we haven't been before, I'm all for it. So I'm happy to support and I hope everybody else listening does the same. Me as well. I'm all for create that shit. Build it yourself and yes. they will come. If they don't if they don't have a place for you, make your own damn place and show up and be like, bitch, That's I'm right. here. Yes. It, I love it's it. It's just like y'all. It's just like y'all look at y'all i love your show Thank i love you. your show Thanks. so it's the same thing so reagan will you do some hot topics with us okay let's go don't, like, <laughs> i mean we're a mess and i don't okay. have a problem with that she didn't even hesitate like, i don't know like, let's just go for it <laughs> okay. so starting with um Let's just go with Ray J and Tierra Marie. Ray J. <laughs> Ray J has sold Hot 97 that he had to break up with Tierra Marie. And apparently they were dating for a while. What? That, that he had to break up with her because she was abusive. And I love that his first, like, his first thing. Listen, she's from Detroit. And she just happens no. to, you know, sometimes. Well, first trying, of all, I'm from Detroit. And I know. <laughs> in LA so you trying to have her run up on me when I'm out trying to get groceries (laughs) well I mean she did like I feel like she threw at least seven different punches on the like the season premiere alone did she because you know I don't watch that shit so it was was a lot it 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 was a lot and (laughs) I've heard it's worse than Atlanta is that true I don't know if it's worse than Atlanta but it's Mm, definitely looking like she's thinking about it though it was a lot well I'm trying to speak on it and not get you know ran up on when i'm out with my kids or something it's it it was a lot it was a lot but you know you don't know what people go through behind closed doors but she was definitely looking like she you know is not new to this so right exactly she's nuts right like she's absolutely nuts she had like you know was it the little squirrel thing from ice age like no. it's like completely dead across no. the front of her skirt and she's just oh, in the parking Lord. lot and she's just like ready to fight Ray J and then she cries out of nowhere and then she's fake crying and then she's Lord have laughing. mercy. It's so she's just all her. over the place. Listen, I don't I don't know about that, but I will say it's kind of a nice change to see um Fizz's character well, not his character, himself. <laughs> he, you know, he's raising his son and he has his son by himself. And I feel like we haven't really seen that on reality shows. We're so used to deadbeat dads and you ain't paying child support and all of that and it's kind of reversed in this situation he has his son by himself which happens a lot too you know single Mm -hmm. dads don't really get that much you know shine out there but that was kind of an interesting flip with him and his baby mom's um um, relationship so that was kind of interesting and I'm willing to buy huggies. Like, whatever whatever I need to do to help out is. <laughs> I don't know how I missed that at, like, you when B2K choose. came out. I was all for J-Bug once they cut that, like, perm out. Whatever yeah. it was. I yeah, think it was it the was. Perms it was. That yeah, bothered me. It was, was a text like these kids don't realize how big B2K was. No, B2K was Oh, huge. no, they were everywhere. I no, went to their concert. And then they came out with um, You Got Served. And that movie was, like, huge. Like... It was heinous. But when I was like, when I when it came out, I was a B2K. You know, I was a kid. Yeah. So I went there and I had the time of my life. Little Kim's titties were out. It was just all yes. exciting. Yes. But if you watch it now, you're like, God damn, this movie is terrible. That's all right, I auditioned for that movie. God damn it. Oh, <laughs> they gave it to like what? What was the girl from My Wife and Kids? That's what it was. Yeah, oh, and, and Megan was in it. But every every black girl, any role where there was a black girl, every black girl actress, yeah. you know, auditioned for that role. 
So um, do I need to watch Love and Hip Hop Hollywood? Why didn't you watch it? Well, because it's Love and Hip Hop, and the but franchise overall is garbage. I mean, it's pretty bad, but it's but so so should I? Because so if you good. if you recommend it, then I'll watch well, it. Well, well, I mean, I'm addicted to all of those shows. Like I'm, a, you know, I tweet about uh, reality shows all the time. But I will tell you, they start this season off with fights. Like you know how sometimes the season ends up with the fight at yeah. the end of the season. Nah, mm. they like it's episode <laughs> one, bitch. This is what we about. So to you. <laughs> Marie from the very <laughs> beginning. Yeah. She's nuts. The one who didn't have no daddy while growing up and that's why right. she is... I mean, but like I said, between no daddy and sponsors, like she basically confessed. Like right. she told us like, you well, know, this is who yes. I am. And let me say too, I'm from Detroit and between Tierra Marie and Kenya Moore from uh, oh, Housewives, yeah. Yeah. not looking too good, I guess. The well, Detroit... <laughs> I've been to Detroit. We had a show in Detroit, and I had the time of my whole entire black. Oh life. yeah, it was great. It was just. It was. There should I be a love in hip hop. Detroit. Detroit is a huge. I don't feel like. I feel like somebody would definitely die. Oh. Like on <laughs> yeah. the set. You like, know what? Yeah. I don't think Detroit can do the fake shit. Yeah, I no, think no, that's, that's not gonna work. That's New that's York, cool. Atlanta, L.A. I feel like in Detroit, you come to somebody with that bullshit, and they're gonna be like, "Okay, bitch, cut the cameras off." Yeah, and turn that why, shit that's off. That's why it's only gonna be like one or two episodes, and then it's gonna be <laughs> right. <laughs> gonna be too much yeah. or somebody from Viacom is gonna be like take this shit off immediately we can't <laughs> right do now. this at all but it's an interesting show there are lots of Omarion is on there he gained yeah. a little bit of weight it's okay. alright you know he's got a beard now and a baby yeah. on the way or That's whatever fine. oh actually his baby Mega Oh, right. Oh, the baby one that Mega. was just born. His yeah, mom. just had the baby, yeah. His All mom right. has a rat tail, and mm. she does not like the the child's mom. Okay. Um, So that's interesting. Does um, his mom have a jerry curl to go with that rat no, tail? No, no, it's like, like a perm, like, like a perm bob. Okay, it's like a bob. It's a cute little bob. But it has like this random braid. How cute back. can the bob be, though, if you have fucked it up with a rat tail at the end? It's almost like if you had permed that uh, monster from uh, that episode, of, from the Chilligan's Island episode of Martin, like if you uh, took that monster no. and permed it, that's I that you remember like. the, the episode name of Martin. I it's feel like everybody one of does. The best episode. It's a classic of Martin. That ain't no damn puppy. Gina. Like it's just, anyway. We can't do Martin because I'll be <laughs> we, here right. We'll hours. we'll be here all day. All day. Okay. Anyway, the point is watch it. Okay, I'll watch um, it. So for all of you niggas on um, Black Twitter who always have weed but don't have a job, you <laughs> can now get one if you call up Young Waka Flocka. Apparently, yes, he's a roller. He needs a blunt roller. Yes, Waka Flocka is offering five hundred. Five hundred. I jumped way off the window. Sorry, I added another zero in there. I don't know how I got so optimistic. Fifty thousand dollars a year. Still, damn. To anyone who is willing to be his personal blunt roller. So all you have to do is roll Waka's blunts. Fifty grand a year. That you ain't, I'm gonna be the Everest, the Everest guy. Okay. You ain't doing shit anyway. You rolling blunts all day anyway. You sitting there on the couch. You ain't got no goddamn job. You don't have no hope, no destiny. Here it is, right now. Apply. You know how to. If you don't know how to do nothing else, is roll a blunt. Go on ahead. That. I mean, where his friends at? Like, you have to hire somebody to do that. I'm not mad because I know there are a lot of skilled blunt rollers out there, and Honey, this is this is a this is a career. This I is guess. somebody's this is trade. Somebody has been rolling blunts for their mama since they like, were like eight. Thank you. You have been trained in the art of for blunt rolling. This day. You know how to. You could do papers. You could do rillos. You got all of. You got duchess. It's you, all different. It's all different. It's technique. all different. <laughs> what you got? Yes. Yeah, but he specific. He said that he wants the resumes 
to be on uh, rolling papers or blunt papers or something like that, which kind of made me feel like now, okay. like, like how long you've been working with this, this <laughs> how long, you exactly. know, okay. and he's looking for serious inquiries. Listen, go, this, how is that real job creation? That is, that is yes. the phrase Boosting the economy. I'm not even mad. I'm not mad. Me either. I just can't believe you have that kind of budget. $50,000 and this person has no job other than roll your weed. Honestly. Like, who's going to get the job? I'm, I want to see who gets the job. Congratulations. In fact, I urge more rappers <laughs> and artists you know, in the game shoot. to follow suit. Yes. All of you should be hiring somebody to roll your weed and right. call your side hoes this on their birthdays. This needs to be a tax-free occupation <laughs> right here in the United States of A. Ew, How do you even report your income to the IRS Who when that's your cares? job? <laughs> like, it's not like the shit's legal. Well, I mean, they're making weed legal everywhere, so you can... Oh, that's right. He probably lives in in California or someplace where it's not an issue anyway. Waka lives in Atlanta, Georgia. He's in Atlanta, but um, I mean, the way they're legalizing weed everywhere, I mean, you know. All if right. the read wasn't breaking my bread, honestly, I would have applied long ago. I figured you I, had I already run. called somebody. I'm, all, I'm somebody. still considering it. <laughs> I thought you had already Loki. We can do the read on the road, bitch. I don't have a problem Absolutely. doing it at all. We, I mean, it don't. You don't have to stay in New York. Nine a.m. I will be bedside. Good morning, Mr. Flocker. <laughs> I've already prepared hilarious. ten blunts. <laughs> have at it <laughs> i don't care they're ready for you he probably has like a little blunt chamber where he keeps them all so they stay fresh you know absolutely all these things in i'm not mad go ahead and apply y'all i'm not mad either you be the president of blunt rollers that's right i'm ready to do it so apparently ariana grande is a diva now mm-hmm. i've told you all that i don't know how to process ariana grande yet and i feel like it's because she looks like she looks doll. so young, but I saw. I think you might have posted a picture with her with her hair down, right? And she, like grown. Because like, I've always, looking. I've want because I don't really know the logistics. I don't know how weave installation really works. Mm-hmm. But I know that you know. Apparently, she bald headed because you know Nickelodeon fucked her shit up. After why would you allow <laughs> okay, them to do okay. that? You know, dyeing her hair pink or purple red, whatever that color. For yeah. that show, all the time apparently damaged her hair. So she says that's why she wears the ponytail. So I asked, like, does it have to be a ponytail? Like, bitch can't get like you know a bob right. or like have it down, get some curls or something. Anything right. else? All right. the weave options in this world. She don't have to wear that six year old hairstyle. Like one of her stands said, that's the style that she's most comfortable with due to the damage. But again, girl. Okay. You- <laughs> look because like. it's, it's, I mean, there's so much hair in that ponytail. I mean, so. that ponytail looks so heavy, and her her head is so small. <laughs> right, it's like you gonna tip over at any point. You really gonna break yeah. free, bitch. You gonna break free if you don't let the weed yeah. free. Like, do something. Like, let start the weed over. Free. Let I the feel weed. like and it's really odd that voice coming out of a girl that looks like she's 11 or 12, and she's not. She what? Well, she's like 21 or something. Yeah, yeah she's half grown, but her weave looks like it's at least 30% of her body weight. So I feel like it would do her some good to at least switch the wigs up. Call Beyonce and ask her how she does it. But there are options, young lady. You don't have to do this. You don't have to wear that. And now she's dating Big Sean, who says, you know... Is Is that true? I thought that was just a rumor. They're really dating? All he has said is that they are making great music together and they have incredible chemistry and he admires her voice, big voice out of this tiny person. And I just, it looks like, mm, I just can't get with it. It just looks so wrong. I know she's legal, but it just looks like she's like, Sean, let's go to McDonald's. (laughs) 
<laughs> they have new My Little Pony toys. Will you give me a is that, is that your Napoleon Dynamite voice? Well, I feel like that's how she... Isn't that how she speaks? Yeah, that's that's her her fake speaking voice. Okay. When she's right. like around people. That is that whole, you know, mannerism that she puts on. Sean, can we go to Dairy Queen? <laughs> like, I just feel like everything... I don't I can't right I feel like she's always like trying to share coloring books and shit with him like it just seems wrong for I them to be together very very young but she's still new I mean she just came out you gotta give her a little bit of time to kind of find out who she is which and is, you know she should I'm sure she'll get sick of the ponytail I'm which sure is she exactly would. why <laughs> the diva thing confuses me apparently okay so there's this one story um, mm-hmm. that a dad he wrote this long dissertation about how he took his daughter to meet Ariana Grande when she first, you know, started to become popular and uh-huh. had the pink hair. And she was so nice. And she and his daughter talked about her hoodie and took cute selfies together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Fast forward to, I think, the last VMAs. The same little girl won a contest to meet Ariana Grande. It took her some uh-huh. fan art, some other people oh, went there and mommy came out and was like I'm not taking nobody's gifts you can give that to security delete that picture it's ugly I'm not doing Uh-oh. no cute self like gave the, everybody the same smile so apparently like she's wretched yeah. and then there was another okay. there was a photographer that said she stormed out of a photo shoot and that she was rude and only wanted to be taken only wanted photos to be taken at one side and she needed natural light whatever the hell that is and you know all <laughs> like these other <laughs> And Juliana Ranch Dressing, that girl from um, don't do this from E. Okay, her. (laughs) She said, "Call her Ranch Dressing." I don't know how to say it, and so when I don't know how to say somebody's name, I just call it Ranch Dressing because I knew exactly who you were talking about. Okay, Okay. all right. So she said that Ariana had like nudged her in the ribs once or something to like move out of her way, which could not be difficult. She's violent. Oh, she's violent. Like she's not playing with these hoes. Like none of them. Not playing with a single soul. I mean, I've heard that too, that she's just extremely rude and just does not like her fans and would rather be left alone. But that whole only photograph me from one angle shit really sounds like Mariah to me. And I just want you to know that you're not there yet, sweetheart. Like you can't. Not yet. Not yet. I can take a lot of shit from her. Well, I can take some shit from her because she is very talented. But Mm. that that whole, you know, I must have things a certain way and only give me green M&Ms. That's That's so stank. I mean, I hate Honestly, I hate people like that. Like, I really, really do. Like, bitch, you don't have to be here. You don't have to be here. (laughs) You just got here. You just got here. You really just showed up. Like, you're cute and you have a very nice voice. I still haven't heard an Ariana Grande song that I'm just like... I need this. I prefer yeah. Tori Kelly, honestly. They're the same age. Tori plays the guitar. She's cute as hell. And that okay. bitch can sing her ass off, too. I, that, you know, but that's yeah. just me. I feel like, you know, Ariana <laughs> will work her way into my heart sometimes, maybe. But not if she had an attitude. Only reason yeah. we accept the attitude from Mariah is because of her catalog. That's right. But that's Mariah right. has the talent to back it up, too. It's not like, you know, you have a long catalog and you just garbage as an artist and your music is terrible and your voice is awful and, and people are just accepting shit from you. Like, she is talented, but I think she's going too far with her whole, that whole diva bullshit. Like, I think well, you've given I, yourself well, a lot. Well, I will say this. Like, as, as big as social media is right now, people don't like dealing or supporting people who they feel are assholes. And you can't have something happen and not have it go on Twitter or Instagram or Vine or whatever and have people sharing stories. So you got to be really careful with that, with that attitude and all of that. Because, you know, people not doing you no favors at all. Because that daddy posted every 
piece of He did. He had. he had all he of it. He wrote the whole entire story, didn't leave out a damn dot. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what to give her because I've heard good things about her album, but I haven't personally checked it out. So, girl, all right. I recognize that I'm at an age now where there are new artists coming out that just are not for me because I'm grown. Because we're grown. We're grown. That's what it is. We are grown. We are grown. And I feel like Ariana Grande is one of those artists. And that's fine. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, slay and do you for the young kids. When I was, you know, that age, for me, it was like NSYNC and, you know, Britney and Destiny's Child. Even if you're going to be doing it for the young kids, you can't be rude to the young kids. Because if I bring my niece to see you and you're talking about you don't want to take a picture, it's going to be a problem. Exactly. When we done bought your album and bought tickets to see your concert. Right. Now, what you're going to do is you're going to stand in front of this iPhone 6 Plus and we're going to turn on this front face the camera and you're going to flick up and take this picture. Yes. You and literally everything behind us is going to get caught on this damn camera. Right. So, Rihanna is beefing with CBS. Apparently, Rihanna recorded a very special football version of Run This Town, you know, the song with Jay-Z and Kanye. And it was supposed to air during the opening of Thursday Night Football, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and given... Uh, yeah. Right. Given the whole Ray Rice situation, they cut the intro from their last, I guess, Thursday night show. Yes. Um, so Rihanna hopped on Twitter and said, CBS, you pulled my song last week. Now you want to slide it back in this Thursday. No, fuck you. Y'all are sad for penalizing me for this, the audacity. So she's, you know clearly feeling like because i was a victim of domestic abuse that this might right like you're punishing me for this and i kind of to be quite honest with you i kind of feel her on that because it it when i first heard that they were going to use her song at first i was like i don't know but then i was kind of like it might be actually be empowering for survivors to see her on the field like yeah this is this happened to me and this is happening in the NFL, whatever, but I'm still here and I'm still running shit or whatever the song was that she was doing instead of like telling her to hide and shut up and be quiet. Like they tell other victims and survivors to do. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So So I I feel her on that. CBS's response was that they basically um, were trying to change the tone of it, given what had happened, they wanted to have a, a different, like a more serious tone. They also cut like a comedy sketch out of it that was supposed to air the same mm-hmm. day. Yeah. And so they just wanted to have a more serious tone, which is why they're, that was their explanation for cutting it. And then mm-hmm. after Rihanna said what she said, they basically said, well, girl, what we're going to do is just cut your ass out of this altogether. Yeah. And we're just going to have a specific piece of theme music that we, you know, somebody recorded on GarageBand. <laughs> so fuck your YouTube. Like, it was basically like, fuck YouTube. I heard that too. I, I mean, the, the way the NFL and the way corporations and people, period, handle, have been handling this has just been a goddamn disgrace. Like, it is really disgusting. And CBS is just now added to the list of just disgusting motherfuckers out there. Like, it's horrible. And it's disgusting. I don't blame her. I mean, I agree with Reagan. Like, when Rihanna clapped back on Twitter and was like, fuck y'all, you gonna pull my song one week and then just try to play it the next. I'm not mad at her at all for that. Like, y'all not about to just play me and rearrange shit to fit, like, whatever agenda you had. Like, I feel like she was clearly pulled because she was a high-profile victim of domestic abuse, and they just did not want to draw the comparisons. And so I guess they thought a week was enough time for everybody to forget about it. Like, girl, what? No. Again, I feel like when we're discussing crimes, especially violent crimes against women, 
all of the tacky just seeps out of America. Like it's just like all of the tacky just comes like out of nowhere. It's always waiting on the verge to come out, and as soon as anything happens, it just floods. It just floods. Because, like I said, like violence, NFL players being violent against their girlfriends and wives, not not new, not new at all. No. And had that video not appeared online. Ray Rice would be right over there catching balls, kicking whatever. The, you know, I don't know nothing about <laughs> none of that shit. Whatever it is, no, his position is. No, but it's is. true. And then you have, like, a lot of uh, female senators have said they want the NFL to have a zero tolerance policy. But then I just heard about this judge, this white judge in, um, in Georgia who was arrested for beating his wife. And he's not going to jail. He's going to the same kind of thing that they gave, Ray, that they had Ray Rice go to, like the class or whatever that was. And he's going back to being a judge. So, yeah. you know, they 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 want to say there's a no tolerance. I, I understand that. But if you're going to say that to all these black men in the NFL, you need to say that all around with this judge that's about to be judging people coming in there, sending them to prison, you know, for the same right. stuff that he did. So we need to have the same conversation with everybody. Yeah. And I don't get why we have like zero tolerance for domestic abuse. But a white player on a team full of black people could say he going to whoop every nigga's ass in here and nobody has a problem with it. He's it's allowed to suit up week after week after week and ain't no sponsors quitting the threat the quit the league or no shit like that. Like it's no right. big deal when white people do something crazy. But let a black man, you know, I mean, and I'm obviously not excusing Ray Rice, but it's just it doesn't seem right that the outrage is not there across the board. Like if we're going to be mad and hold NFL players to a higher standard. Right. Then let's do that. Right. And and I think that and we all know the real reason why Ray is not why they let him go or whatever indefinitely, which means he could come back at any time is because of that damn video. They saw that video. They mm -hmm. knew exactly what was in that video when they gave him what two games or whatever. Yeah. Everybody else doesn't have a video. So, and that's the thing that I think is going to make it hard too, especially even with the new rules that they have. I, I mean, I find it hard. Like if, if you're, Okay, so I'm I'm I've never been involved in domestic violence. I'm not an expert, but even the way they have the new rules set up, it makes it harder for victims to come out if you know your man's gonna lose his job. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like it's it's just it's just it's just so much. And then I mean, this, the this new committee that they have that are gonna be investigating the NFL, it's all white women, so they don't know about black culture. They're gonna be judging these black men and it's just it's just all just wrong. It's just wrong. Yeah, I do think that it's wrong altogether, but I also think that, like, these are people that are expendable to, you know, the higher-ups. Yeah. You know, because yeah. once you're fucking with their money, their sponsorship and all that, it's like, well, nigga, you can go. Because, it's like, it's you true. can play a great game of football and bring us lots of tickets, but then no one is going to be spending any tickets or buying any merch or right. doing any of that if you are still here because they all know what we knew a long time ago. So, sorry, uh, you don't have to shake my hand, but you got to go. Like <laughs> we, like you have to leave. It's, right. it's so true. That's so true. Unfortunately, um, not to keep you know going on about the dark days in football <laughs> here, but we have to obviously talk about Adrian Peterson. This is the last topic, anyway. <sighs> Lord so. God, Lord God. So don't make me do this. <laughs> oh, is this one of your faves? Or well, one? I mean, he played for OU, so I don't know nothing about what. Okay, you said. that's fine. That's right, right. <laughs> um, so Adrian Peterson, a running back for the Minnesota Vikings, I'm reading this obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, was recently just got into trouble for 
beating his four-year-old son with a switch. For those of you out there, you know, probably white who haven't been reading this story, yes. a switch is basically like a, a branch from off of a tree. Mm-hmm. Um, it's skinny. It's a right, a, a small one. A it's not like a thick branch. But branch. Yeah, yeah, it moves. You pull all the leaves and things off of it to get like a nice whip like action whip. going there. Like a whip. And, you know, you go at it. And so, it's things like shit. It's terrible, apparently. Um, you ain't never got whooped with a switch? We'll get to that. Okay. So... Um, the child had like visible injuries, like the lots pictures, of the pictures are horrible. Yeah, like cuts and bruises Ugh. and bleeding. Ugh. And um, you know, he sent Adrian says when he sent him home, like he already knew that it was about to be, you know, something like yeah. like. But he doesn't see like like he says he felt bad about it, but like he wouldn't stop whipping his kids because no. it's something that he went through, and he feels like it's. A part of keeping your kids in track and so on but he i think he said that he wouldn't whip them with a switch again because he didn't realize how bad it was until afterwards and that his the son wasn't crying when he did it which i find hard to believe but mm, you yeah, know i'm gonna call bullshit on that yeah that doesn't really yeah yeah no it's 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 bad i mean the pictures were horrible and my son is is three and I think there's there's a big difference between discipline and abuse. And then pictures, that shit was abuse. I'm sorry, that that shit was abuse. Listen, I'm from Detroit. My parents are born and raised in Detroit. They come from the old school, and we were whooped. Me and my brother were whooped. And I think we can all have these discussions about, well, what your mama hit you with? Well, my mama hit me with extension cords, this, 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 this. But even knowing that, and of course, they got it from their parents. They got it from their parents. You know what I'm saying? So. But even going through that, like, I I did make the decision, me and my husband, like, we're not going to do that with our kids. And kids, they will test you. They will because that's what they were put on this earth to do, to test you, to get on your nerves, to do shit you tell them not to do and all of that kind of stuff. But you don't you don't have your four year old son walking around with lashes on his legs and on his scrotum and on his Uh. hands. Like, no, no. And sweetheart, you're. An NFL player. Like, right. how are you out? Like, if anything, you should probably be like, you know what? You pushed another kid off of this bike and the wherever. You know what? I'm sending you home to your mama and she needs to whoop you. when Or, or like, right. your, your mama or sister or somebody. You are a grown-ass right. like, like, so athlete. You, you already super strong. Why are you laying into this child with a switch? Plus, he's four. Like, I mean, okay, four is old enough to know that you can't do some shit and you're supposed to do some shit. I don't shit, even know if I got belts at four. But just beating him like that? Right. No, I definitely did not lot. get hit with a belt at four. Yeah, it was a whole lot. And I liked what, God, I, I think his name is Chris Carter, one of them NFL people that speak about the game. <laughs> I thought his but he said, but he said that, you know, he, his mom, he, his mom was a single mom and she raised seven kids by herself and she did the best she could. But a lot of the stuff she did was wrong. And a lot of stuff she taught him was wrong. And I think even when we have these discussions about, you know, what you get whooped with, what you, you know, we had it worse and all of that. We're afraid to say that maybe our parents had it wrong because if we admit that they had it wrong and the things that we grew up seeing and experiencing from these people that we love. If we admit that we grew up seeing and experiencing bad stuff, then we might have to say, you know what, I might be a little fucked up, too, because of that. And people don't want to do that. Well, here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I, if I do have kids at some point, and God, if that day comes, please just let me be prepared. But 
I'm doing it. Like I'm I'm I am an advocate for whooping kids as a form of discipline. Now, like you said, and I was going to say right again, I think that there is a strong difference between disciplining a child and abusing one. My parents, I never got beat with a switch. I never got an extension cord. Like sometimes my mother well, she, she ain't got no business listening to this anyway, but I apologize anyway, mama. <laughs> Sometimes she would beat, she would hit us with like a, um, like one of those wooden mixing spoons, uh-huh. but she wouldn't hit us with it. She, what she did was say, hold out your hands, and she would <laughs> smack us in our hands with it a couple times, cause that's what I guess they would do when she, like, that's what they did to her in school. Like, yeah. that's yeah. like she went to school yeah. and get, got yeah. weapons with rulers and stuff. So, like, Every time I got a whooping as a kid, I always knew what I was getting a whooping for. It wasn't just like, oh, you spoke out of turn. Bop. You know, I never got black eyes. I may have gotten welts sometimes from belts, but I never had, like, visible wounds or bleeding or anything like that. My parents knew how to whoop me to the point where I got the point and stayed in line, but not, like, damaging me physically or, like, psychologically. When I went to my mother's 50th birthday a few weeks ago, I said, thank you for every ass whooping that you ever gave me. Because I see plenty of kids out here who I know don't get any, and they could use a few. Like, I feel feel you, too. And like I said, it's the difference between discipline and abuse. And I, I really feel like for, you know, you do what works for your kid. Right. You know what I'm saying? So nobody can really say this will work for your kid. You don't know. And when I grew up, I was born, you know, in 80. So in the early 80s, they were still spanking us in school. Yes. So it's, not, it's not like this, this, this is new. Like it was the norm to spank your kids and, right. you know, discipline your kids. Like it's even in the Bible. You know what I'm saying? Right. But I think. Them pictures, though, those pictures, it's those pictures that just stick in your mind, like... Because I've never, like, I got whooped, my siblings got whooped, and I've never, like, we never experienced anything like that. And when I tell you that I got my ass whooped, I got my ass whooped. But I feel like there was a, there was a line, you know, and I don't, it's like... Did is this coming from? Because I guess it would be different in in house in different households. Because I feel like there are parents where they beat their kids for crying, but it's like that's what kids do. Like babies cry, like toddlers right. they cry, they make noise, you know. So like I couldn't be like a three or four year old running around the house and fall and knock something over, and I'm just you know go pick a switch, you know. Right. I feel like there's the a difference between being a parent where you know when it's it's time to do that and you know not to take it too far mm-hmm. and then a parent who just is whooping your kids because you know you just because I feel like that's what will fuck a person up right you know it, it is it is especially if if the I guess the the issue too becomes if you're hitting your children or disciplining your children while you're angry because right. if you're angry and you're hit things can get I don't know, too far. or uh, And that's what I feel like happened in that picture. And it's so easy. There's such a fine line for you to know when to stop and when for you to know when enough is enough. Right. If that's what you choose to do versus going overboard and you having your four-year-old with bruises on his his thighs and his scrotum yeah. like that. Like, I feel like, you know, although, <laughs> again, I'm for disciplining your kids by weapons, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, you fucked up. Like, yeah. You fucked up. You exactly. can't be a grown ass man who's also an athlete and then is beating a four year old child to this point. Like it, it, and, and given what he said his son did, like if that was my child, I probably would have wanted to whoop him too. And it was like another story. He said like he scratched some kid's face and got a whooping for that, but not whoopings like this. Right. At four. No, not like, a you don't even whoop like, like a teenager like that. Right. Like that's just too much. 
you know, and given that his child, last year's two-year-old, was murdered. Thank you for bringing that up. Thank like, you. Like, last it's year. It's all a part, a part of the story. It's all a part of the story. Right. Like, just, we just talked about that whole story about his same son being murdered by the child's mother's boyfriend or right. something. Beat to death. Like, beat, beat to, death. to death. And so, like, how how are you even in a position for this to happen? I really don't get that. I can see both sides of the whole like spanking argument because like you can fury. I, I do not have a problem with corporal punishment at all, but I do feel like it should be a last resort. Last. I do think mm-hmm. that, you know, uh, when, if you decide that today is the day your child is going to get that ass whooped, then it needs to be because you have exhausted all other options yeah. and you just do not like, there is nowhere else to go other than, you know, you just going to have to get this whooping today. And like- but there's a line and you, and it's, and you just have to, to make sure you do not cross it because it's too easy to turn that into your child having like wounds and shit and now yeah. we got to get the law involved like it just it should never be that bad and i have had a multitude of whoopings across my life like reagan said i grew up in like a culture of ass whooping my whole family did it like any adult any trusted adult in our circle like in our family's circle could whoop us like yeah. people at yeah. church could whoop us at school even have to be your parents yeah right. no it didn't have to be my parents and they had permission forms at school like sign this so that we can whoop your child you know so that it's okay and if you got in trouble you would go to the principal's office and the principal would paddle you that was a real thing that we grew up with in oklahoma so i don't like i understand that growing up in in an environment where whooping was just like the norm has probably skewed my views on this but not so much to where i can excuse just beating the fuck out of a four-year-old yeah your child is still your responsibility exactly exactly. and because your child is your responsibility it's your responsibility to like to keep them in line and to keep them disciplined but also to to protect them because outside of the law having to come and now you got to suffer the consequences of what you did like you don't know what kind of actual like emotional scars your child is going to have to live with forever and he's four right he's a baby he's um, he's a baby he's, yeah he, no because yeah my son is three and it's a lot of stuff that he's yeah it's a it's a lot it's, it's a not little, like he's 15 or some no, shit like he is four cool. he it probably still pisses him. himself yeah i was just gonna say he hasn't even been out of diapers that See, long yeah a no. mess i'm sorry ap like I love you as a player and all, but this is just... <laughs> you can't even joke. I mean, because he's... Well, listen, li- the people are not perfect. And it, it is okay to say, I like you doing this, but this shit you did was fucked up. It and was. I that's okay. You can say that. Yeah, that's and true. since the internet turned up about it, the Vikings had to go ahead and say, listen, you're not playing like we thought you was going to play. Right. I mean, but he's getting seven, it. close to seven grand a week. I mean, no, I'm not, I'm not shedding any tears. I'm not mad at the man because I know, like... I read all about this and I know that his intentions were good. Like, I don't feel like he's just this angry man who just has no control well, over it's, his... It's, it's, and I feel like it's a cultural thing. He's not the only one. Like I said, <clears throat> a lot of us grew up with with horrible whoopings. Like, I heard he has a whooping room and, like, he, mm-hmm. he grew up with a whooping room. Ooh, like, like, we didn't have that, but yeah, I'm sure he's not the only person in America who has a whooping room, who grew up with a whooping room. Like, so these are things that have been passed down right. from generations. And even knowing where this came from, like, I mean, am I going out on a limb to say this probably came from slavery? And we are like, we've just held on to it as a form of discipline. Like, even that whole thing is like warped. Like, 
I don't know. A lot of people definitely brought slavery into it after they saw those pictures, though. And some of the same people who were like, oh, well, you know, I got whipped when I was, you know, this and that and the third and extension court yeah. and hangers. And then they saw those pictures and like, this nigga thinks he's Django. Right. He's got to go. Yeah. Like, everybody was, like, pissed because how can you see a photo like that yeah. and then not break your heart? You can't. You, know? you, you cannot. And you a lot of y'all swear you were whipped and turned out just fine and you're really not just fine. You ain't. Yeah, you don't know. Some of y'all no, think you're, you you're, you're fine and you just ain't. But again, Again, some parents are different. Like my parents and grandparents, especially when I was around this age, when I got whippings, my grandmother, especially, would sit me right down with the belt in her hand and be like, now listen, I hate to do this. It hurts me more than it hurts you. And I'm like, that makes no sense. It's a lie. It's just just (laughs) physically incorrect. It's just like scientifically wrong. I don't. I don't get it. (laughs) You're not. And so, you know, but looking back on that, I'm like, I appreciate she just beat me out of nowhere and just like, you know, and you know what she did. It's like, look, this is why you're getting this and it's unfortunate and I want you to know that I love you and that's why I'm doing this, you know, whereas I feel like, you know, you never know what's going on in a household. You never know how someone got those whoopings when they grew up, but they're going to take, you know, that same experience and do the same thing with their kids. Right. So you might, like you said, might just be fucked up and you don't even know it. Now you're fucking your own kids up. I've never heard of a whooping room, though. That's sadistic yeah, that's as hell. Yeah, like, ugh, that's that's that sounds scary. It's a, it's a lot. It's a lot. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like with with Ray Rice and with Adrian Peterson and a lot of the things that are happening, obviously it's not just happening to black men, but that's who we're kind of focusing on right now. I don't know. I feel like maybe there needs to be like some kind of, I don't know, therapy some place where they can go to kind of deal with their emotions because these people that point. are like abusive and and, and 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 beating their girlfriends and beating their wives they don't just pop up out of the ground like these are people in our family these are people in our community and I feel like we have to be better with prevention you know what I'm saying yeah. instead of just sending them up the river when they you know hit their wives or they beat their wives like if you know you have issues and you feel like you need some help and you don't know what to do there has to be a place for you where you can go right. you know what I'm saying to get some help yeah yeah we need to start talking to each other really people i think a lot of black men feel like they can't talk about you know when they do fuck up they feel like you know they can't go out and and explain to somebody like i did this thing and i need to figure out how i cannot do it again like we're not having those conversations and we really should be because it's the partners and the kids and i mean of course women can be abusers too but it's it's the the victims who are suffering here so right lord that's a lot so we're done. Those are the hot topics for this week. Of course, we want to thank you, Reagan, so much for, for joining us. And you know something? You had your little shots and your cute moments in there where you got it, you know, <laughs> the, your comedy, but you still kept it very classy and inspiring. Thank you. So I live for that because <laughs> <laughs> Reagan is a mama. She's yes. like, you know what? I have, I'm have. i not about to be on here acting a goddamn fool with you. That's right. That's <laughs> so, right. You really toned it down because we would have normally went yeah. way, way yeah. crazy with that. So yeah. Thank you. Well, thank you guys for having me. And this is right on time because I got like 7% left on my computer. So <laughs> this, is, this is right on time. <laughs> so make sure that y'all go and, you know, support Reagan and everything that she's got going on. Um, again, the links will be in the description so you can go and check out Almost Home. You can donate and prepare for surviving the dead and check out everything. Support support That's people right. of color doing big things. <laughs> Thank you for right. calling in. Thank you for being here and being an awesome guest. We love you, girl. 
Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks. You guys take care, okay? Bye. We're going to take a break. (laughs) Bye. So, guys, do not forget to check out our awesome sponsors over at Audible. As always, if you go to audiblepodcast.com slash the read, you can get a free audiobook and a free trial and access to their incredibly huge library, including awesome books like Gone Girl, The Maze Runner, and Fifty Shades of Grey, including also my favorite book, The Four Agreements. Yes, guys, head on over to audiblepodcast.com slash the read. You'll get a free audiobook and a free 30 day trial. Like Kid Fury said, they have so many different books, all kinds of genres available. There are over 150,000 titles to choose from. They've got fiction, nonfiction, bestsellers, every category you can imagine. With Audible, you own your books, so it's not like you're streaming or renting them, and you can download and listen on your iPhone, iPod, Android, all kinds of different MP3 players. They have immersion reading on the Kindle Fire HD, which lets you listen and read at the same time, and it highlights the text as you read along with the narrator, so that's super dope. So go to audiblepodcast.com slash the read for a free 30-day trial, and let them know that Kid Fury and Crystal sent you. Yes, you too can get into Act Like a Success, Think Like a Success by Steve Harvey. <laughs> sure. If you go to audiblepodcast.com slash three, you can. So let's get back to our show. Okay, so now it's time for the listener letters. Yes, it is. Please send your questions to asktheread at gmail.com, whatever your question may be. Feel free to send it in. Our first one, um, a new thing that I'm doing. So many of you are afraid now to use your real names and you always put in the email that your friends and family listen and you just don't want them to know who you are. So I'm using fake names now instead of just saying anonymous because otherwise almost all of our letters would be from anonymous. Right. And we need to have names to remember. Yes, exactly. So our first question comes from Angie. Oh, that's not her name. And it says, I'm 19 and I met my boyfriend who's 20 on August 24th. We had that is August 24th of this year. August 24th that just happened yesterday yes this is an editor's note for me I'm letting you know this is August 24th like three weeks ago she is how old yes she's 19 he's 20 20. love at first sight they met yesterday yes let's get back we got it we had an instant connection and I felt my oh I feel myself falling in love with him the thing is that he's a troubled thug with a criminal background (laughs) a six month old son I didn't mean to (laughs) and no permanent place for him to live Wait, if you just met him and his baby sick. Okay. On top of that, he just got laid off from his job and he bounces from one house to another. So he sucks. Whether it's his cousin or a friend or he just roams the street at night and doesn't go to sleep at all. The mother of his child is unfit to take care of his son. So he will eventually try to get full custody once he gets back on his feet. He feels like he can't live with his mother because he's a man now and should live on his own. And they have 20. And they have personal issues going on between them. Plus, most of his family members don't have... Plus, he doesn't have the the best relationship with most of his family members. And they live in New York. So, he has no one who really cares for him. I hate for him to not know where he's going to rest his head every night. And I want to ask... No. <laughs> nope. No. Hell no. 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 You sure shouldn't. The answer is no, and you knew it was no before I don't even want to hear the rest of that shit. Angie, no. No, nigga. Mm-mm. I haven't you even sure finished. Shouldn't. I want to ask my mother if it would be all right for him to live at our house until... Oh, girl! Like, I'm leaving. Like, I don't even... I, I'm gonna go home because I don't... Even, okay, what? 
Oh, the cackle I gave out when I read this email, my nigga. <laughs> so, whew. I want to ask. I'm never having kids. I wish you would come to me and talk about you want for your 20 year old thug nigga homeless ass <laughs> boyfriend to come and rest his motherfucking what? hand on where I pay rent. You are out your black ass mind, girl. So, mm, hello, yes. Um, if it would be all right for him to stay at our house until he's able to get back on his feet. The problem is that I'm worried about how she'll take it and what she'll say. She's African, born and raised in Liberia, and I need y'all's advice on how to go about this because it doesn't hurt to try. I was thinking of going the hypothetical route. Do you guys have any advice for me on what to do? Thanks again, and keep on slaying the game. Love you guys. Not after this, you won't. No, I don't think you're going to be our greatest fan because Angie, girl, ma'am. I'm going to speak for myself and for your mother. No. Like, no. Angie, you just gave like 20 bullet points about why he sucks. Like, he said, like, Angie. No, and, and you're not. See, this is the problem. You are 19 years old. He is 20. Neither one of you niggas know anything about anything. Nope. You, like, you still eating push pops and shit. And, like, like now, no. like, like stop. No. no, you didn't. <laughs> But you ha- still have the taste of that horrible mozzarella sauce and them lunchable pizzas. Like, I smell it from here. You're children. Yes. Like, <laughs> you're kids. Clearly. You're clearly not adults. There's no way that you can... Th- and you just met... Angie, you need a whooping. Like, we just went over this. And I think maybe the I fact that you... Have the audacity. I really hope he hasn't penetrated you. Like, I don't mean to get in your business and you don't have to say nothing. I'm just saying that I hope that's not the case. Because I can't, for the life of me, figure out how a nigga that you met not even a month ago. Not even. Not even a month ago. You are now willing to move into... not. E- it would have been dumb if it was your home. You want to move him into your mama's house? I'm your just, mama's house? I'm so confused Because he doesn't have this. a place to go? He's old enough to get his ass a job. You don't. So listen, I feel like when you approach your mother with this topic, she's going. (sighs) I wanted to laugh. I mean, like I I feel like I wouldn't even get whooped. I feel like my parents would like. (laughs) No, I would not. Just die laughing. I would never approach my parents with some shit like this because I know my parents. And the answer would have been no from the moment of I met a boy. No. Right there, you can stop what you're saying, pack it up, go back to your room. Whatever you're about to ask for is no. But if your mama is even willing to entertain this bullshit, Angie, she's going to ask why he should live with you. And what you've given us is a whole list of reasons. You are going to say, well, Ma, you know, he's just a troubled youth, always in trouble. And, you know, he's got a six-month-old son. (laughs) Obviously not mine. Just had him. Like, just had a baby. Just had a baby. Which means this child's mama is somewhere not far along. Why you just ask his baby mama if he can stay with her? Like, clearly they don't get along. But Angie, you've given us every reason why you should not even be dating him, much less living with him. And literally not one reason as to why you should be entertaining this person at all. He's like a fuck boy in like the larva stage. Girl, like 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 in a, like a cocoon. Right. This is somebody who, 
Like, I'm not trying to say everybody don't deserve love or whatever, but if your life is that fucked up and if you are going through that much turmoil, you need to focus on your own damn self and get your shit together before you decide you want a girlfriend. Like, you have this baby fresh out the fucking womb. Like, literally a baby. Still breastfed and all that. Still need his head held up and just... You have a son to take care of. You don't have a job. You're apparently a convicted criminal. You, oh yeah, a criminal background. And you don't have anywhere to live. So I don't think having a girlfriend should be one, two, three, ten on his list of priorities. Like, you have ninety nine problems, but girl, for and you and a bitch just can't be one. How do you feel like you've fallen in love? Can't. It you just met this nigga on yesterday, like. Girl. If you had been with this nigga for a year, I wouldn't ask you to move him in. Not into your mama's house. What? I'm so. And he has a mama. And, but he don't want to live with his mama because he's a man? Oh, because they have personal problems and and they don't get along and all this. Like, swallow your goddamn pride if you don't have nowhere to go, though. Like, you have nowhere to live. The if fact that he cannot get over himself and say, Mama, I understand I fucked up or whatever, but I literally am sleeping on the concrete. Then he's not mature enough to be a father or to be a boyfriend or a husband. There's just no reason why you or your mama should let this person into your house. His situation sounds very unfortunate. And I hope that, you know, he can sort it all out and, you know, grow up to be a great man and an awesome father and all of these things. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not even going to sit here and rag on this poor guy. He ain't got a place to stay or whatever. However, I will say this to you, Angie. This ain't your goddamn problem. None of this is your responsibility, sweetheart. You do not need to be running around trying to find this young man room and board. And especially not at your mama's house. Like, you young. You are young. And I'm just here to to be honest with you. Like, he already has a full plate. Why would you even want to sign up to be a stepmom? You just, and you just, no, Angie, no, no, no. I don't have nothing, no. Like the more and more I talk about it, I just get pissed. Like just, no, no yeah, more. Put none. the paper away. Put it up. You don't have to save them all. Like this is just not your place. You want to help that nigga? Pray for that nigga. That's what you do. You hold you hands go. for him. Bow both you your hands. You tell him you will keep him on the prayer list. All four eyes, and you talk to Jesus. That's what you do, and then you mm-hmm. leave that nigga in God's hands. Amen. Let's move on. All right. Our next question comes from Dirk, who says, uh, "This is also a fake name." Recently, I've gotten. So you came up with Dirk. I came up with Dirk. Okay. You are creative. <laughs> Thanks. Um, recently, I've gotten more into posting and exploring on Instagram. Mm. My friend and I <laughs> have both been pretty active in posting pictures and talking to each other through the app. She started asking me about my opinions on her selfies that she wants to upload. And I've noticed that her pictures are photoshopped to the ninth degree. <laughs> her chins disappear. Her skin clears. <laughs> that was shade. That was awful like this is not your friend y'all are mean to your friends um her skin clears up and she almost looks like an entirely different person in these pictures so far i haven't said anything and i kind of just go along with her and <laughs> acting like these pics aren't snatched to hell and back this is her chins damn oh yeah he included the s um it's just that people we both know but who no longer see her in person have been going on and on about all the weight she's lost and how great she looks I also know that she used to be a catfish for at least one guy. Oh, hell. That sounds fun. If I say something, she's likely to get very upset and defensive. I don't want to upset her, but it annoys me to participate in this illusion. Because what's going to happen is she going to say, that's what you get for calling me a fat Kelly Price. <laughs> Greatest episode. I, Greatest episode. Should I say something to her? Should I correct the others? Is this a healthy habit or should I just stay quiet? This is her business after all. 
What should I do? My goodness. What a new age problem. <laughs> I feel like that's something that I would just casually bring up in a conversation, kind of like masked as a joke to see how the friend would respond to it. Yeah. And if we could have a conversation, then we, I would. But I don't think that that's something that I would be like, we need to have a con- like we need to talk about this because it's not my business. Like if if I know for a fact that my friend is catfishing people, like I know you going on dates or talking to people and they think that you're somebody that you're not. Right. I'm going to say something to you about that. But if you photoshopping your pictures like nigga, I log on Instagram and see Photoshop pictures all the time. I'm not and I laugh because I feel like people it's hard to photoshop yourself these days without people noticing like all these millions and millions of filters and all these apps that turn you from like cheryl underwood into lupita yeah it's, and they you know, do it it's, it's smooth and blur and, and distort and like we know what it looks like you know right um but i feel like that would be something like <laughs> i'll just be probably scrolling through my Instagram and be like Oh, girl, you look real pretty here. What after you use for this? <laughs> like, like, something, <laughs> like something like, you know, shady, but right. like say something if I needed, felt like I needed to bring it up. And that's the comment I would, I would leave that comment on her picture. Like, oh, girl. Right. Yeah. Can you put this filter on the next time I see you? Cause you don't look like this just ordinarily. Like, I feel like well, I would bring embarrassing. it. Well, okay. Maybe not, but I feel like I would say something the first time. Like I would say something once the, like when yeah. she was like sending me a picture and I'm like, this is real interesting. What did you do to this picture? Because it doesn't really look like you. Like something like that to just try to kind of ease her into the fact that I'm shading the shit out of her for completely altering her looks on Instagram. Like it's one thing to clean a couple things up. Or if she's asking you about the pictures, you can just come right out and say it. Like, oh, so what do you think about this? Bitch, you know you do not look like this. <laughs> not none of it. You have three chins. Yes. I don't see nothing but one in here. This, I think, I what do I think about this? I think this looks like you in 60 pounds. I do not think this looks like you right now. Your face doesn't look like that. Your angles and shit, it just doesn't. When I'm looking at you, and then when I'm looking at this picture, it's like I'm looking at totally different, different people. Like before and after. Right. But once you say something that one time, if she continues to do it, like it just, that's what makes her feel good or whatever, I would just leave it alone. Yeah. I'm not a fan of going back and telling people time and time again about themselves. It's something I have to deal with all the time. If I've had a conversation with you about one topic once, you could pretty much guarantee that unless something changes, I'm not going to come to you about it again because I don't like wasting my breath or my time. I don't. If you didn't get it the first time, then all right, girl. But my conscience is clear because I said something to you about it. I'm done. So if you want to continue with your internet fuckery and you need 50 likes on your new picture and you mad that your selfies ain't getting you there, so you're going to go ahead and Photoshop yourself into a bad bitch so that you can get more attention online. I feel like that's indicative of a bigger problem, but I'm going to leave you alone after that first time I say something. Do you. That's pretty much it. So, Do we have another one? Uh, yeah, we have one more from Allison who used her real name because it's not a messy question and said, if you had a perfect day, what would it look like? What is your ideal? Like, man, this was just the best day ever. I had a fantastic day. It was well, Dustin just sent Asante and I a photo of Dr. Heavenly um, and Mama D. You showed me that over the break. For those of you who don't know, um, Mother D had the nerve to be singing like, I don't know if it was Bobby Womack, Earth, Wind and Fire (laughs) or like, I don't know what it was. I can't remember who it was. She was seeing some old schools, the maze and Frankie Beverly, I think, or something. Right. And uh, during one of the, she wasn't even like really singing the whole time. She was kind of doing like that old school, well, you know, 
when it comes to a broken heart, <laughs> right. like all of that. That talk And then shit. at some point, like her front tooth fell out and it was like, it was the greatest part of the day for me when that happened. Not because I don't enjoy Mama D. I really do actually enjoy Mama D. But that's okay. just, that's funny. Like there's no working around it. That's funny. But apparently um, she got the tooth fixed and she got it fixed by Dr. Dr. Heavenly, which you may also know is a reality star that I stand for. And so just to see both of these just unintentionally hilarious black women from reality TV coming together to fix a tooth that fell out (laughs) in front of the world. It's just like, this is the greatest ammo. And I low-key love Dr. Heavenly. Like I love her. I feel like she's hilarious. Like, she's kind of like one of those conservative girls who's like, oh, I please my man first and all that. But she also has like a personality and she's very, like, I just, I enjoy the personality that I get from Dr. Heavenly on that show. So. But the fact that you cited that bullshit. Oh, no. Like, my perfect day would me be me being, like, at home, um, watching something really fun on TV, high out of my mind, mm-hmm. just for marijuana. Please don't get it twisted. I don't do none of that new shit. All you girls are doing sweating and falling over and don't have eating time faces. I can't. All. I just, I just that's none not, of that. No. I can't do it. Um you know, and just like eating fat things and um, <laughs> just watching TV. Yeah. Um. Well, for me, I don't know. I think I'm pretty like probably something pretty similar because to me, a great day sounds like one where I don't have to get on the computer at all. Like I don't have to I can't do it. look at any email from any of like the nine inboxes that I have to check every day. I don't have to look at any calendars. I can just sit the fuck down somewhere in nature, preferably a beach you know something warm oh so we can like do whatever we yeah, want yeah like your like your fantasy like oh like man this is just a fantastic day like honestly i would lay out on the beach for hours and just oh yeah definitely be in the ocean thing. and shit yeah and have like i feel like i feel like when i'm in the ocean i'm just really close to god and i also think that beyonce said that once yes i always felt that which means that you know beyonce and i are just here mm-hmm. um and it's she's true. also not pregnant um, just throwing that out there for everyone who seems to be like, well, let me just go ahead and ask Kid Fury since he, like, yeah, I'm going to text her. She'd be like, oh, no, girl, not this time, but yeah. I'll let you know. I don't know, nigga. Right, like, like, how would I know? All I know is I saw her drink champagne or what I looked like champagne Turns up, right. after that um, tour wrap in Paris or whatever. So, and some bikini photos either. and stuff from recently. She don't look pregnant to me. Yeah. But I don't I know, but she'll let us know if she is. Like, I'm waiting on Beyonce. I'm letting her do it in her time. Because I've learned my lesson about trying to rush information out of Beyonce. Beyonce responds to you the way that she wants to. She doesn't give you a statement. True. She doesn't do any of that. She's like, okay, I'm going to take a picture and it's going to be the end of it. Mm -hmm. So y'all talking about I'm pregnant now or whatever because, you know, I had an extra burrito bowl. Nigga, I was hungry. (laughs) So now what I'm going to do is I'm going to sip my expensive champagne that you hoes can't afford Mm -hmm. and that will be the answer that you need. Because I'm not talking to you bitches. This is my motherfucking business. Period. And the first time, I mean, when she had Blue or when she was pregnant with Blue, Mm -hmm. nobody even saw the shit. We didn't even know. Right. No, it came out of nowhere. You feel like this time she was just going to go by word of mouth. Like, when... I mean, and if she is and she just sets up some amazing just completely over the top cunt like thanksgiving spread and just announces the baby like just has her belly out like coming summer 2015 or something then that every last one of you will bow down and deal with it it's nothing you can do like she she y'all were mad dragging her ass for a year about this album when she was going on tour she had the audacity to go on a world tour and not release an album she does what the fuck she wants to do 
And it ain't shit y'all gonna do but complain about it and then get the hell over it. And so when Magenta, Chrysanthemum, Nose Mm -hmm. Carter arrives. Yes, when Baby Lavender slides into this earth. He or she, I hope it's a he, when they get here. Yeah. You'll know. Whomever, right. And you'll you'll know when they are ready to tell you. Just have your edges prepared. Mm. for when blue 2.0 comes oh yes oh but yes so getting back to our perfect day it would just be for me one where i don't have to have any house any contact with the outside world yeah. at all no phones computers none of that shit if i can be very close to the ocean and yeah. have like a blind and like maybe i don't even really think i would need like an alcoholic beverage but maybe a cocktail since we do whatever the fuck i want mm-hmm. and like you know yeah that's all and just relax and then like you just go swimming and then go on the beach and then go to sleep and then get up and eat and then swim again like Ooh, like a private beach yes just, that sounds perfect that mm-hmm. sounds amazing to me or be like beyonce and jay and just take a boat in the middle of the fucking fucking south of france or whatever and just dive off your yacht whenever you're ready like like a thursday for Rihanna. yeah like oh this is just what we do Rihanna just be on Rihanna's like, oh, it's Tuesday. Right. You know what that means. On a yacht, somewhere you'll never be. Time for me <laughs> like, and Melissa to smoke a blunt and make you guys jealous on Do the money right. dance and just, you know, be rich and fabulous. Right, exactly. So that would be ours. And that wraps up this week's listener letters. Please send your questions to asktherita at gmail.com and we will be right back. Hey guys, do not forget to check out our sponsors over at Squarespace, the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. We always let you know that we use our website, this is thereed.com. We use Squarespace for that. And you know, if you've got like some shoes or club dresses or butters that you want to sell, you can use Squarespace too. Yes, upgrade your Instagram boutique to a real website with Squarespace. It is so simple and easy to use. They have beautiful design with drag and drop content. That means anybody can do it. They have 24-7 support through live chat and email. They're located in NYC and Dublin. Plans start at $8 a month and they include a free domain name if you sign up for a year. They also have a commerce section, which is an online store. So like Kifuri said, if you're selling something, Squarespace can definitely help you out with that. So for a free trial and 10% off, visit squarespace.com and enter offer code FURY at checkout. It is an all-in-one platform that makes it so super easy for you to build your own professional website. Yes, that's right. So go on ahead over to Squarespace and use that offer code. Again, I have to remind some of you that FURY has one R in it. So don't block your blessing. Know how to spell over at Squarespace. And we're going to go ahead and continue our show. All right, so it's time for the read. It is. It's time for the read. Would you you like me to go first or? I'll go go? first. Okay. Do you have like a deep one? No, it's not deep. It's like personal. No, I don't think it's it's that either. I actually have like two and I'm not sure which one I want to use. But I'm going to go with the, and I hate I have to do this. Um, So there's this actress. Oh my God, that's mine. Are you fucking kidding? (laughs) That's the first time we've ever done that. Damn it. No, so I'll use my other one. No, then go, go ahead. I mean, I just won't have one this week. Go ahead. Well, then you do it, bitch, and I'll do my other one. No, I don't care. It's whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> anyway, so for those of you who haven't heard, there's an actress by the name of, I think, Danielle Watts. And um, she played like a slave in the movie Django. And I don't know. She was in something else. Ren Stimpy. I don't know. She did something else. <laughs> and um, she recently caused, like, th- there was a huge story about how she was seen making out with her her husband, who mm-hmm. was a white man, 
Um, and she, the story originally went that she was stopped by the police and harassed and accused of being a prostitute and, um, handcuffed and all of that kind of stuff. And there was photos of her like bawling on the side of the road. Now, given all that's going on with, you know, Ferguson, I mean, just all together, just the black community has taken so many L's over the past, like really lifetime, but just this year in general and given, you know, like the whole the 10 situations that we have going on with police and, you know, them going overboard and all this stuff. I saw that story at first and I was like, look at the pain in this young woman's eyes. Like, this makes all the sense in the world to me, especially because I always hear stories about black women who are dating or married to white men and how people will, you know, accuse the woman of being a prostitute or they'll be like, you know, oh, are y'all two together? Or is this your friend? Mm-hmm. This is my husband. This is why, you know, we both are wearing rings and holding hands and, you know, sitting on the same side of the booth in this Applebee's. <laughs> like, we're, you know, like, I always hear these just really weird, gross, tacky stories, you know, from black women or my black female friends that date or have dated white men. So, you know, I was just like, okay, well, this sounds about right. Yeah. So today, um, these photos came out of Danielle and her husband. Um, sitting in a, I don't even know what you'd call it sitting. <laughs> so apparently they were parked outside of a building. Mm-hmm. Um, and people up in the office building saw them in the car. Her husband was sitting in the passenger side. It's up at the curb. Husband sitting in the passenger side. Mm-hmm. And in the photo, she's straddling him. The sunroof is open and he has like his arms. Like they're both clearly holding onto the car for like stability. Yikes. <laughs> Um, her breasts are like her shirt is pulled up and like, so it's like, okay, um, mm-hmm. this looks like clear and apparent fucking like yeah. they're saying this car was rocking back and forth. There's fucking going on. Right. Um, from the story I read, someone from the office apparently went down and told them like, so listen, <laughs> everybody up on the second floor can see this penetration going on. We are, we are witnessing the intercourse and we're uncomfortable. So like, you might want to stop like everybody's watching y'all fuck. And you know, according to what I read, person went back up. They kept going at it, kept going at it. So eventually, someone called the police, um, you know, and reported indecent exposure and all of that. Cop came. Now here's where I have the trouble. Lord, there's audio of this, by the way, so you can go and listen to it. The cop approaches, and it sounds like he's speaking to the husband first. The husband, white man, of course, cool as a goddamn cucumber. He's not here to fight. He's not. He just busted a nut, too, so he's not even, like, in a bad mood. Um, and so she comes out of nowhere. And I didn't even know. I just hear this this female voice, and it's like, Daddy, Daddy, hold on. Like, she's on the phone with her dad. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's hard. She comes to the cop, and the cop is asking her for her ID. And he explains to her, we got a call about this, that, and a third, and she's not having it. Well, I'm on the phone with my father, and is it because I'm black? Is that what it is? Because I'm always having to deal with this because I'm a black woman, and my husband is, is and all of the stuff that's going on now, and, and no, I won't show you my ID because you don't have the right to have my ID. And he's trying to very calmly explain to her, like, I was called mm-hmm. about such and such. I do have the right to request your ID from you. I need your ID. And really, like, I don't even know much about policing mm-hmm. but i would assume that he needs your id so that he can complete a report 
so that he can go on about his goddamn day. Mm-hmm. That's just my assumption. But he's not saying you're a hooker. He's not calling you out your name. No one said anything about race until you did. Right. This man walked up and according to what I heard, the way I feel like he did with his job, he was doing his job. Right. You know what he was supposed to do. He's like, if, girl. Like, you know what I mean? Like, give me. So she's talking about her dad and, you know, what all like trying to give this man a history lesson, turning this shit into PBS and doing all this bullshit and all playing all these games and like refuses to give this man the ID. So eventually he gets frustrated. And obviously you talked about being black. So he's like, now you're going to pull the race card out. So now automatically I'm racist because I just want to come over here and get this shit done. And even towards the end of the tape, I think he said to the husband, like, I could have been gone. Like he said something right. like, I would have left. Like if she would have just like cooperated, I could have left already. Like, yeah, it didn't have to be this whole thing. It didn't story. have to be this whole thing. So for you to be straddling and whether you said because she they're trying to claim that they weren't having sex. But for you to be I don't understand why you would be out in broad daylight straddling your man in the passenger seat of the car in front of a bunch of people and not assume that someone's going to think that something like gross is happening. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, of course people call the cops on you. Y'all are gripping onto this Prius or whatever the <laughs> fuck this is. And you got your titties out. Are you straddling your man? Like In the in middle plain, of the day, In girl. the middle of the day. Of course, somebody was like, hey, girl, y'all, someone Stop. come do something about this. Mm-hmm. Because, like, I don't get paid enough to have to be sitting in my cubicle and see fucking going outside. Like, I don't want to deal with this. Right. So you turned this into some race shit and yes given all that's happening in St. Louis given all that's happened you know with police and the legal system and black people for however long of course like we want to side with you and we're gonna people are gonna assume that you're telling the truth but you got caught in some dumb shit that didn't even need to be some dumb shit and now you're trying to pull the race card out like I can't stand people of color who use the race card when they just like when you don't want to admit that you just did something dumb like you and even if you were fucking you obviously done now you could have just gave the man your id and lied and said that you weren't and he could have gone about his business and you could have taken your ass home so right. now that you're cuffed and they were taking all these dramatic photos and we feel bad for you when you were in the wrong the whole time like we don't have time for that with what's going on right now don't play that shit like right. people are already sensitive enough to what's taking place with black people and the police. We don't have time for you playing your games, bitch. Keep your coochie cool and keep your coochie at home. Stay at the crib. Talk about what? I have a publicist and I'm a working actress. What the oh, fuck girl. does that have to do and? with you fucking on the curb? Right. If you are a publicist and you're a working actress with a publicist, then bitch, you could have uh, checked into a Marriott at the very goddamn least. <laughs> like you out here fucking in front of people and then don't want to get in trouble on the phone with your daddy. You should have told your daddy that you wanted to give pussy up on the side of the damn street. You and your old fay husband are disgusting boyfriend. and should be a sh- boyfriend not husband. even husband like she lied about that even too. worse <laughs> that's even worse you and your white man your whoever the fuck this was shame shame and the police officer didn't even accuse her of being like a prostitute or Nothing. anything like girl you did of all the times for you to lie on police why would you do Why would it? you pick now to do that? Girl, I mean, and the police lie on us all the time, so I get it. But you pick the wrongest time in, like, American history to lie on the police, And girl. that man literally didn't do anything but come up and ask you for your ID. He didn't say, mm, you nasty bitch. Like, under his breath, like, he didn't right. say, oh, y'all some nasty-ass freaks. He didn't, like... 
It didn't even like he literally sounded like he was doing his job. Yeah. So all you had to do was give the man the ID, comply with whatever the fuck that he's it is that he's talking about, and let him go on. It didn't even have to be all of that. Like we don't have time for you to be playing these little kid games. Grow up. If you want to get busy, fine. People do all the time. Go somewhere private, girl. Like you can. You can even just wait till like sunset and park outside a park somewhere or something like like people with class <laughs> oh girl fuck at home damn like clearly y'all, y'all ain't got shit else to do fuck at home it's just so confused I just for the life of me can't figure out how you you fucked on a curb instead of at home like I don't and then was shocked that people called the police on you like bitch this is illegal like I know there are some people who just like they get off on that like whole doing it in public thing mm-hmm. or whatever I'm you know yeah. but there are people who who are turned on by that. Right. I just can't understand why you would pick that place to do it and then act like the victim when you got, like, just all Or your- if you are turned on by it, if you get busted, then don't turn around and be like, oh, y'all doing this because I'm black. Like, come on, girl. You know you was doing some you shit. You know that you were, even if you weren't, even if y'all were doing yoga, but you the, right. can't expect that people are going to see that like you know what you were doing right. you know why the police are here girl why are you trying to turn it into something else talking about you're black and you're a working actress what the fuck that got to do if Halle Berry was fucking on the side of the street somebody would have called the goddamn cops right thankfully the sergeant was wearing that recording device which I think all police officers should be wearing in addition to you know video cameras of course necessary. he was wearing the police he was wearing a recording and device and so you know LAPD or whomever was they wasted no time like oh no bitch no you won't like it's bad enough because I mean they <laughs> they did kill an unarmed black man a few weeks ago so you know it ain't no reason to be nice to them but they like now listen bitch this we did not do so we gonna go ahead and clear this bullshit up right now you Mm -hmm. had all the black girls with natural hair and PhDs writing think pieces about how black women are always classified as prostitutes because it happens and you have to know that it happens on top of that so for you to just lie and then try to turn it into this huge story like you did this you give you're giving people even more reason for when this shit actually happens to be like oh that nigger's lying right because like or the last one was lying like you thank you so much girl. thank you and no it doesn't erase all the the many many thousands of incidents where the where police just like are so aggressive to us and in, in small ways or big ways this doesn't you know make up for any of that but just thank you so much you ridiculous crusty ass bitch thank you for <laughs> i mean at a time when white people already feel like the police are justified in what they do to us for you to lie about this situation, I feel like just cements that belief for them. Like, oh, well, they're talking about, you know, Mike Brown was unarmed. Mike Brown was such a good kid, but that and could be a lie just something? like this bitch lied. You want to know something? I'm going to go ahead and do my other read. I know the show is go- it's long as fuck, but you know something? It's on my spirit. It's on my heart. And I just realized that they're related. My other read was going to be about unnecessary lies and how I just don't feel like that needs to be a situation. Well, sis, go the fuck in. Like... I'm ready. I just had a lie. And that's no shade. I just had a lie told to me recently that was so absurd. I almost thought it was true. Like the lie was so crazy. That's why I thought there could have been some truth to it. Because I was like, this is such an insane story mm-hmm. that it would it's, would be so easy to be proven as false. So, could it be true? Like, it was so... And so, you know, it is what it is. I've moved on from it and what have you, but I just can't... There are some things 
that don't need to be lied about. Like there are some things, sometimes you make the situation bad by lying. Like some things, if you're honest about it, it wouldn't even be a big deal. Like same thing with this woman, with this actress or whatever she is. You could probably tell that cop, look, you know, we were in the heat of the moment and I just, we, the apartment is like another 15 miles and I just wanted it right now. Like I just got off my period. And, or, but I don't know, whatever. Like you could probably have told him that and he could have been like, you know what? I get it. Sometimes I like to get freaky with the missus and you just go home. You never know. Like some mm-hmm. lies ain't worth the backlash from the lie because the lie makes it like 20 times worse. You know what I'm saying? Whether it's in friendships, whether it's with your family, whether it's in relationships. Sometimes if you are just upfront about what it is that's happens, even if you and like Dustin said to me recently, you know, sometimes we lie because we want to spare your feelings. And I always hear that same excuse for niggas. And it's fine. It's almost like, it's almost like nigga admirable. Like, it's almost like, uh, I guess I see what you're saying. But at the same time, let me no, say this. No. At the same time, let me say that whatever you think my emotional response is going to be should not prevent you from doing what's right. Exactly. Whatever you, whether you think that I'm about to cry fight break your playstation you know rip your your madden hat whatever the fuck it is that you think my response that should not prevent you from being honest that should not prevent you from doing the right thing because again you don't know what my i could honestly be like you know what whatever it is that you just that like that's fucked up what happened but i respect you for being honest like what is this thing what's done in the dark comes out in the rinse (laughs) Comes, the damn, the comes out in the light. Fool. Whatever the fuck, you know, the fuck, <laughs> like there, like you have to tell five hundred lies to back up the first one that you told, and it's just not worth it. And it's gonna come out anyway. So then it's gonna be like, you told all them lies over that, like right. for that, like so the situation that we are now standing in right here, was it worth it? Like, could you can have just been honest from the get go? Right. I was going to say that and maybe do it another week. But then I just realized that it's the same shit, girl. You could have just been like, yes, I wanted some dick and I wanted it right now. Yes. Right here in this very moment. We all understand. I said, Tad, take me right now. Let's get it popping right here. We get it, girl. We have all, well, we haven't all been there, but we all understand that sometimes you have needs and you just want them met. But, but sweetheart. some people just lie because this they whole just have thing, to lie. Like, right. Like, it's like, it's like impulsive. Mm-hmm. To just be like, uh, I don't know what's going on right now, so I'm just gonna just start talking, and whatever happens, I'm just gonna go with that. <laughs> like, yeah, it, just, it don't need to be that. You could just just be honest, right? Yeah, it'd be it just, ugh, never mind. like a lie to spare someone's feelings is is like, yeah, this chicken is good, or like you don't look fat <laughs> in a dress, or you know your baby is adorable. Those are lies that you know, like little white lies, right. which we all tell. Right. You know, not like I was abducted by aliens, and that's why. I haven't called you back for six months. <laughs> like, what? Right. Oh, my God. Like, that man who faked his own death to get out of marrying that girl. Did you hear about that yes. story? That fool had, what, he sent her a letter or something? He did something to the girl he was dating on the internet and was like, unfortunately, your boyfriend has died. The wedding's canceled. So sorry. Talk to you later. <laughs> like, like, that was just the end of it. And then, of course, she called his house and his mama was like, what? No. <laughs> Bobby's right here, fully breathing. I don't know. Like, Don't insult my intelligence. One thing, like, I'm not the brightest really? nigga in the world, but one thing that I'm very, very... Um, one thing I understand very well and process very well is a lie. Mm-hmm. Like, when some, some shit just don't sound right, when I'm just not, it, it don't make no fucking sense, 
don't insult my intelligence because that's yeah. gonna make it's almost like you're putting me in a position where it's like now i have to show you that i know you lying like right. you because you're not gonna sit up here and think that you got one over on me right and if you were so worried about my feelings why didn't you consider how i would feel once once i, knew, I found out and then that, i knew you lied Ugh. so it's just twice the fucked up feeling so you could have just been honest from the beginning but no that shit is too much like right Anyway, Ooh, okay. so those are my reads. Yes, I don't have a read this week because it's my birthday. So, but just, you can relate. I just made that up. Yes, but yes, I completely and understand. Well, it actually both was of your birthday things, yesterday, so, so it was happy belated. Thanks. Um, even though I said happy birthday on your birthday, but happy belated to the niggas that didn't know that your birthday was yesterday. And you called me in and gave a very great rendition of the birthday song, which I think you should record as the intro for the show one of these days. It could days. be like you know, like my how Stevie Wonder has a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. I want to do that. My family has a happy birthday that like my Annie remixed and came up with and so my cousins Wait, like texted it to me. It's like our family's version of happy birthday. This it's could fun. be my hit record. It could. This could be your big break. Absolutely. Oh, and I went to the Lord concert. That was fun. Oh, how was she? It was, you know, when she very first started Kale. out. Okay, yes. Mm-hmm. As was most of her audience. <laughs> it was about seven colors in there and about four of them were not mixed with white so okay. it was a it was a very and that, that was my first time going to a concert with a white artist and a mostly white audience and i was just not prepared for how differently we celebrate at these events Carrie underwood got black concert i've never been to a carrie underwood concert oh, i wish <laughs> carrie's people if y'all are listening to this please i would love to go but um you know the show itself was very good and she's you know she's a young girl clearly but I felt like she did a great job. I love her music so much. Yeah, once her, you know, when you very first start out, sometimes you have to find the note, but once you get there, you're good. So, yeah, it was a great show, and I'm glad I went. The only thing was that it was on 175th and Broadway, and at, I mean, which is fine, but at some point she shouted out the fact that she was playing in Harlem, and I was like, wait a minute. You in Washington Heights. Right. No, 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 sweetheart. Like, I don't know who lied to you, but Harlem is not where you are currently located. Like, this is entirely too far up. You're going to have to bring it down about 30 blocks or so before. But anyway, the show itself was very good and I had a great birthday. So, yeah. Lord performed in Washington Heights. Right. She did. And it's really cute. It's like a, it's called, I think, the United Palace Theater or something. And when you go inside, when you see the auditorium, you're like, I see why they picked this venue. Okay. Because it's like very ornate and kind of like teenage gothic and let me just come in here oh, and get girl. lost in the art and and write down my feelings and all this but halloween is right around i love her i love her and i love the show she did a, a little cover of flashing lights that i enjoyed and shut up yeah she did she was i mean she really and she you know she does that whole weird twitching slash kind of dancing i love it because she is so in her zone that you could tell she don't give a fuck what you feel about it like she's up there feeling her own fucking beat and loving her music so i just really enjoyed the show and had a great day so thanks so much for everybody and the happy birthday wishes um i am 26 that is my industry age so that's we're gonna go with that all right all right and yeah mm -hmm. i guess that wraps up the show do you have anything else to say yeah shout out to boston for a really awesome Yes. Live show. We had so much fun with y'all last weekend. Fire alarm and all. Oh my God. That was Actually, some shit. One of the, the girls who was at the show sent us a tweet and was like, my boyfriend was smoking his e-cig. He didn't know that vapors would, vapor would set off the alarm. Yeah. Which I didn't know that shit would happen either. But I didn't it was either. Like, it was the funniest. Like one of the crew was this white man and he ran like Usain Bolt. Yes. To go figure out what's going on. <laughs> and you know, when we see white people running, we like, okay, everybody has to leave. So the whole audience saw this white man, this tech, 
for the building like running across the top floor of the theater and so then everybody just started picking up yeah, their everybody shit everybody was just like okay girl well this was real cute y'all are funny as, as hell but I have got to leave so yeah so that was a fun moment that we shared with y'all Boston thanks so much yeah. we had a great time we stuck it out they, we did everybody, everybody you know, stayed right the black yes. people who started to leave returned yes. again we don't fuck around we see white people running bitch we gotta go time to evacuate so yes so yeah thank you so much for everyone to everyone in Boston who came out and that was a really awesome show um, we're going to be in Atlanta this coming Sunday. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have your tickets yet, you can go to thereadatlanta.com to get tickets for that. And we'll also be in, um, we'll be in Charlotte, Charlotte. and Dallas um, next month. Um, so we'll put links and all of those things so you can get your tickets. Yeah, make sure you check the website. This is thereadcom for all that, as well as following us on Facebook and Twitter at This Is The Read to get all that information. Make sure you also follow our guest today, Reagan Gomez, and check out her shows and support everything that is she's doing. And, um... Oh, I was too sick to do the book club chat on Sunday. Um, if you can't tell, I'm clearly still getting over a very bad cold. Um, so I will reschedule that as soon as possible. Sorry, you guys. Um, so, But a lot of you had not finished Americana, so hurry up and do that so we can talk about it. Yes, and I don't think that I have an acronym this particular weekend. Okay. Weekend, okay. Yeah, um, But I will say that, you know, Scandal's a week away, as well as... <sighs> How to Get Away with Murder, which looks divine. Cannot wait. So we will see you girls there, and we'll be back next week. All right. Bye, y'all. Hey, y'all. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. So if you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue and give your family and friends the holiday treats they deserve, then you need to get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. As for me, I'm very qualified to help y'all learn how to maybe start journaling every day to get your thoughts out and improve your mental health or... I could teach you how to get on the nerves of every man in a five-mile radius. I'm an expert at that. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online courses. You can start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and then tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content that your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. It's up to you. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Just head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash read to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Again, that's squarespace.com slash R-E-A-D. Let them know Kefir and Crystal sent you. At Metro, get an iPhone 12 with 5G and a dual camera system for $99.99. Take amazing pictures and share them instantly. And don't put up with life's yada yada. Yada yada. Like photo bombers. Zoom, crop out, yada yada. And bye. You don't take yada yada in life. Don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Get iPhone 12 with 5G with no activation fees and nada yada yada. Only at Metro by T-Mobile. Switch to Metro, bring your ID. This offer isn't available for customers currently at T-Mobile or that have been with Metro in the past 180 days.